Welcome. Special episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. This is a special episode. Tomorrow is, or when you receive this, it'll be August 24th, 824 20, 824. In some cases and venues and places, this will be known as Kobe Bryant Day, Mr. 8 and Mr. 24. So a little, another episode about uh, Kobe and his role in the hobby and some of my uh, experiences and things I'd like to share with you about about uh, Kobe. It'd be really interesting to see what Kobe thought about uh, some of the cultural upheaval we're having. Uh, He'd probably be pleased that the uh, card collecting hobby is going so strong, but uh, our uh, American system here is uh, is uh, coming to question and maybe the Black Mamba would have some uh, wisdom for uh, how to move forward as a culture together. Uh, first, thanks sponsors, Panini, Tops, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Concy.com, as well as Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Before I talk about Kobe collectibles just as a player, enjoying for about 30 years now going to Mavericks, having season tickets there and going to games on a, on a regular basis, and Kobe was one of the uh, uh, can't-miss Actually, he could miss. He did miss. In fact, he missed more shots than any uh, anybody in NBA history at some point. But again, a prolific score and no worries if he missed one or two. He was overdue the next time. So watching him in action was a real treat. And not just on the offensive side. You know, football, they break into offense and defense and special teams. On offense, again, Kobe was a closer, a scorer. Defense, he was a shutdown defender, all defensive team almost every year he played. And if there is such a thing as special teams within basketball, to me, it's the last couple minutes of the game when I think the refs call it a little bit differently, but uh, Kobe was at his best. And certainly he took shots that perhaps uh, you, you find out in those last two minutes who's willing to take the shot. And uh, Kobe absolutely willing to take the shot, eager to take the shot, as Michael uh, Jordan was too. Kobe, as you know, grew up in uh, kind of a multicultural kid to a, a basketball playing dad. And I think that gave him uh, some advantage. Uh, in terms of understanding uh, culture and uh, finding a, a unique spot for his talent on the court. I don't know that he was positionless because he moved around from kind of the, the two and the three, the shooting guard and a small forward. But the position he played was ball in my hands at the end of the game. And if you had the ball and it's the end of the game and you were the, the, the dominant player on the other team, he was probably uh, guarding you. The knock on uh, Michael Jordan early in his career that we found out in in The Last Dance was a big motivating force for him that he was accused kind of not being able to elevate his his teammates to championships and he, they couldn't get through the Pistons, the bad boys. Uh, on the other hand, it's not just a question of elevating your teammates. Michael Jordan actually got some better teammates and yes, he did elevate them and then they won uh, the six rings. Well, Kobe won five rings and three of them were with uh, Shaq, but uh, two of them were not. So certainly his ability to uh, elevate his teammates, again, to be willing to take the shot, but he also had uh, a lot of assists and was a lockdown defender. You know, basketball has, of the major sports, is probably the easiest one for one big superstar to elevate his team. Maybe uh, quarterbacks can do that to some degree with some help in football. In baseball, certainly not so much because no matter how good you are, you only get to bat every nine times. And if you pitch, you uh, unless you're Mario Rivera, you're, only, you're pitching every fifth day or so. And in hockey, if you're a goaltender, perhaps, in fact, that, that'd that be a very likely possibility. So there are non-statistical, there are many statistical reasons why Kobe would be uh, very appreciated and highly valued in the card collecting industry. There's, there are other non, even if he hadn't won any championships, but he did win five rings, he would still be worthy of a lot of collecting interest. And then his off-court uh, personality and just the 
in not all areas of his life, but many areas of his life, he was uh, worthy of uh, emulation, certainly in his, in his drive to succeed and to, and to improve. I've got a wall of fame and I restrict my wall of fame pretty much to be one card per player, per celebrity. Kobe is obviously on there. Right now, what I have on the wall is kind of a, it's a BGS 9.5, so it's a really good card, but it's one of his better base rookie cards. So again, very accessible. Uh, a lot of people would recognize it when they come in. As far as the choices, I, I, I do have some nice parallels. I do have some nice inserts. I do have some memorabilia cards and uh, not many, but a couple of autograph cards. But for whatever reason, I chose the base card. Well, that may be changing. So let me tell you a uh, short story about a situation I found myself in a year and a half ago. Uh, this is before I was doing the podcast, but I was still, you know, doing a little bit here and there in the hobby, uh, uh, retired, semi-retired, as I say. But I had a, I saw an ad for an estate sale that was in one of the suburbs. And I thought, and it was a, like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. And it was done by one of these estate sale places where it's a, it's not the family that's doing it. It's a, a third party that comes in and structures things according to the way they do it. So if you've been, you know, you go the first day and everything is full price. If you go the second day, it's 25% off. And the last day, it's uh, 50% off. And again, all the prices are marked and lots are put together. And uh, I don't know how they do that, but uh, they do it. And I don't know if there's stuff left over. I suppose you can stand around and make an offer when at the, at five o'clock on the Sunday afternoon. At any rate, I get up a little bit early to go out there. It was probably a 30 minute drive and in a reasonably nice area. And I get there a little bit early because it was a first come first serve thing. And in the description, they mentioned that this guy had been a photographer and a sports photographer and he had a lot of sports photos and other kinds of memorabilia and some cards. They didn't say a lot of cards, but they said he had some cards. So I get out there a little bit early. And it's take a number. <laughs> now, what? Because I, I haven't done that that much. I went out there, so I'm they, I'm number 37 or something like that. So you, you can't even go in till whatever it is, 8 o'clock in the morning. In the meantime, I look ahead and number 23 or, or 24 or whatever, I don't know what number he was, but uh, a guy ahead of me is a guy that was a, was a collector. It was a guy that he used to work for me. And it was a really nice guy. And he worked for me for a few years uh, back in the back in publication days. But it, so it's been 20 years. But I recognized him. He recognized me. And we chatted. We had to kind of maintain our places in line. And I thought, well, I wonder if he's going for the same stuff I'm going for. Well, as that happens, it's such a huge hobby, hobby that, that, that I'm surprised how rarely that does happen. At any rate, get to 8 o'clock. They let in the first 25 people or so. So I'm still outside and he's inside. And then after a few minutes, a few people leave. Again, a lot of these estate sales. They're looking for the jewelry or they're looking, they, they, a lot of people just have a niche. Uh, and, there, and there was some of that. In fact, it's a whole house. All the, so anyway, I finally get in. I go back to the den where around the perimeter of this den are some card tables with stuff. The one whole card table was just photos. And it turns out this guy had done some, the, the deceased guy had done some photography for the NBA. So you have to be approved to get close to the court there. But this guy was a, was an outstanding photographer. I actually had met him before a long time. I'm not I'm trying to keep this anonymous and uh, not give a lot of details here. But anyway, so the guy was, uh, but he had passed away and uh, his family was selling his stuff. And apparently he had gotten some boxes, kind of review boxes, or maybe he got a box, uh, a wax box of, of a product that he had uh, photography in that, that they sent him to see that see his his handiwork. So there were a few boxes, but everything that were that was uh, all the stuff that was on these tables were put in these freezer bags, you know, these Ziploc bags, and they weren't they, they were secure. I mean, they were pulled tight, 
but you couldn't perfectly see what was in there. I want to, you know, I'm used to going and looking through cards and seeing which ones I want. Well, the, there was no option for that here. And in fact, the, the lady that was working that room said, Hey, no, no jostling the cards. You know, you either want it or you don't. And then some poor guy went up and said, Well, hey, I, what if I take it all? And, and she said, Look at the sign. There are no discounts. Everything is full price. It's, it's no checks. It's cash or credit card. Well, I had some cash and I had a credit card. I don't like using a credit card in those kind of situations, but I had some cash. And so and there were mostly not very good stuff. It's amazing. You know, I'm the price guide guy. It's amazing how they apparently didn't look at a price guide because there were some things that were wildly overpriced. And then a few things that I thought, well, maybe there's a bargain here. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to give the detail here, but there was a box that appeared to be an unopened box of a high end upper deck product from 2003, 2004. And it was marked at 250 bucks, but it's inside this uh, freezer bag. And I, I lift it up to see if it's, if it set, appears to be full, it's 250 bucks. I'm thinking, I know that it's, it's worth way more than that if it's truly unopened. And there were a bunch of unopened, there was unopened stuff, but a lot of open stuff as well. And then there were various baggies of little star groups or common groups or miscellaneous cards that were roughly I'd say about 50 bucks each. And again, when you pick them up, if you started to try to feel through to see if you could see what the cards were out of the, you know, 20 or 30 cards for 50 bucks, the lady would say, Hey, you know, it's almost like if, if you pick it up, you own it. And I thought, well, gee, this is, you know, how is this going to work? So finally, my buddy that had, that we'd worked together for a few years, he says, well, I've got what I want. And again, it was nothing that I was interested in. I said, that's great. Look at that. It's cool. So he checks out and then I'm there. And then there's another guy that comes in that I know from something. I said, oh man. So I think, you know, I better claim some of this stuff because otherwise I've driven out here for nothing. I drove 30 minutes early in the morning to get out there to, to, to look at a, look at stuff that's overpriced. And so I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to take a flyer on this box of, of, uh, 0304 basketball. Again, most of you know that's, uh, <laughs> you know, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, James, uh, rookie year. And it was upper deck high end. I'm not going to say exactly what. So I said, okay, I'm just going to pay 250 for that. And then I, I bought one of the little baggies of, uh, looked like more recent star cards. There was some stuff in the nineties and didn't really, you know, eighties, nineties and two thousands. So there was some stuff from the two thousands. So, you know, that's, uh, I'll, I'll give that a try. And so I took a $50 baggie and a few other miscellaneous things. And again, I, you were not allowed to say, hey, I'm buying this, but I'm just going to check inside. No, no, if you open it, you own it. So I thought, okay. So I go to the checkout window. It's $330 or something like that, the 250 the $50, and 30 of other stuff. And I just didn't want to say, would you take? I just thought, you know, here's my $330 and I, I hope I do okay. And the lady was just not very kind. I, I guess, I mean, it couldn't have been a long, well, it could have been a long day if she got an early start, but that was just the very beginning. I thought, well, I could come back Sunday and try to make a deal or just, I'm just, I'm just going to take these. So I took them. You're wondering where the Kobe comes in. So I open, so I, I go out to my car and I think oh, I'm going to drive home now and then I'll open up. The, Wait, a minute, I'm not going to drive home and open this. I'm going to open it up here in my car. So, cause I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, and again, there's a sign, all sales final. Okay. So I open up the box because I think there's some good stuff in there. Well, there's not only no Carmelo, Dwayne or LeBron's, there's the packs have all been opened <laughs> and they've been stuffed and then they still have the product, but every good card has been removed. And so I'm thinking, man, I just kind of got ripped off. And I thought, well, am I going to go in there and try to explain to them, to somebody that's not a collector, that you know, I just need to take my lumps. You win some, you lose some. So I thought, okay. And then I had it, the other $30 were a couple of miscellaneous packs. Well, those, those were 
were unopened and I opened them and I, I kind of got my money's worth there. Finally, the last thing, which I don't know why I say, it, I, I, I get this little baggie and I'm not trembling when I open it. I'm thinking I've, you know, three strikes and I'm out. And I get, uh, the first card is, you know, a semi star of something from the, the mid 2000s. And I go five or 10 cards. All of a sudden I get to a card that's a little bit thicker. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know there'd be any game used in there. It's Kobe Bryant, <laughs> nice big fat patch and an autograph and serial number to eight. And I'm thinking, not only am I not going to go in there to get my money back, I'm feeling sheepish now that I got an astoundingly good deal. And yet their own rules made it so I lost on two out of my three parcels, but I made out huge on the other. So now my dilemma is, which I'd like to get some feedback, is uh, I think I know what some of y'all would say, because that card is already off at BGS. Do I put that on my wall so that I can uh, reminisce about that story when I get it back from BGS? So again, a huge pull that may have been in that product and set aside for some reason and then gotten uh, commingled in with uh, some other uh, okay cards that were not great. So moral of the story, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. Thank you, Kobe, for the opportunity to watch you play and to see your the excellence with which you did everything. So thanks, everybody. Be back again tomorrow with another episode. The man in the house of cards.